Mission with Jonesy and Amanda. One of my biggest delights hosting Dancing with the Stars was being cheeky, naughty and a little bit rude with Courtney Act. The producers would often say to us, OK, you two, that's enough. Courtney Act, of course, is Australia's drag queen entertainer, the premier drag queen entertainer, has appeared on the first season of Australian Idol, then went on to take the world by storm. RuPaul's Drag Race, UK celebs, Big Brother. Um, Shane Jennick, who is the man behind Courtney Act, has written a new book called Court in the Act, and we're thrilled to welcome him to the show. Shane, hello. Hello, Shane. Good morning. How are you both? Great. We are great. And I had the privilege of having an early read of your book because you asked me to write a quote for it. And it's it's just so, so good. It's hilarious. It's raw. It's funny. And I don't even know where to begin. But let's cut back to you as a kid, a pretty naive little kid doing talent shows with the Veronicas who were just your friends in Brisbane. That's true. The Veronicas and I went to um, the famed talent agency and theatre company in Brisbane where we would learn sort of singing, dancing and acting and pantomime. And then one day we decided, hey, why don't we go and join the talent quest circuit of Brisbane? And I do remember we performed, what was, um, when my baby smiles at me, I go to Rio. Yep. And I had seen the Kylie Minogue, oh, I'm having all these flashbacks, the Kylie Minogue live and intimate concert where her backup dancers, who, looking back now, were probably extremely gay, uh, wore white fringy tassel pants and I just knew I needed a pair of those. So I wore those. Lisa and Jessica had these like black cat suits covered in rainbow feather boa and I had some maracas and we would sing, when my baby, when my baby. I mean, if the signs weren't there, then <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How, how, the signs weren't there. How, how old were you at that stage? I would have been, um, I'm going to say 14. Right. But but yeah. you say that you were slow to, to get used to the idea that you were different to <laughs> everyone around yes. you. Well, I was slow on the uptake, I think, because there just wasn't any, um, I guess, visibility is the right word. I never saw someone... Who, and when I say looked like me, I don't mean there was lots of pretty glamorous blonde women, but that came later. But there wasn't anybody who was really expressing, I guess there were no guys expressing femininity yeah. comfortably. It's probably the, the way that I would put it. And so I just always tried to be me. Going to fame was a place where I could feel comfortable expressing myself. But in the outside world and at school, I was kind of learning that boys were supposed to act a certain way. Yeah. And um, and so I would learn to sort of switch my behaviour depending on where I was. But it was harmful to your health to be flamboyant. Like you're younger than me, but in, when I was a kid in the 80s, that was the time of uh, gay bashing in Sydney. And I was reading this horrible Absolutely. article the other day about a police officer who uh, was uh, dragged over the coals by his superiors because he arrested a man that was beating up a uh, a gay guy in at central and the police officer said we don't arrest guy we don't arrest guys for poof to bashing i couldn't believe this story this happened in the yeah. 80s and this guy was uh was like uh, like demonized in the in the police force so this was as mm. recent as the 80s yeah i mean there's even um, not to bring down the the morning but yeah, sorry. there's yes. a, a huge inquiry into a whole bunch of deaths i want to say it was over 80 deaths that went sort of unclassified uh, uh, by the police because a lot of them now in uh, in retrospect have turned out to be what they call inverted commas poof to bashings wow. but um in the in the 80s and 90s in brisbane 
that that wasn't so much my fear. It was just more, you know, just not fitting in. Like I wasn't like the other boys and there was no other example of what you could be because it was just, I think the thing that I realised as, as, as I was older is that it's okay for boys to be feminine and it's okay for girls to be masculine. And, and however you feel mm. is how you should act. And rather than trying to be what other people say you are, I think that's a moral for life, really. Absolutely. And you don't hold back in what it was like for you, excuse me, <coughs> to be a young guy exploring that side of your sexuality. It's pretty descriptive of your early coming out years. <laughs> It was. It was indeed. And I wanted to include descriptions. I think you're referring, Amanda, specifically to sex. You've got a frog in your throat. He was a prince this morning. Um, And I wanted to describe, uh, you know, sex and sexuality and how that manifested in a, in a, a scintillating and frank sort of way, because I think so often we shy away from um, the ideas of sex. And I just wanted to, Describe it and think that, like, maybe in the describing of it, some people might clutch their pearls. I probably should have given my mum and dad a redacted version in right. hindsight. <laughs> yeah. They didn't comment on it, but I imagine it's a bit like stumbling across your child's OnlyFans and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe I didn't need to I'm see not, that. I also, love, that. I also love the descriptions of the lengths you go to to become Courtney. There's a lot of tape involved. Yeah. There's a lot of tape, several kinds of adhesive. I was actually thinking this morning that I might do a little gag where I was just sitting here in a wig, lipstick and sunglasses and then I thought it is the radio and I know there's a visual component but really only you two would get the gag and everybody driving to work would be like, what's going on? (laughs) But you look good. You look great. Thank you. you. I feel great. Do you ever get confused as to where you end and Courtney begins? Mm. Are they two distinct Um, people? Well, it's interesting because I think of Courtney and Shane as two ends of the one stick. But for a long time, I thought of Courtney as a job and Shane as me. But what I realised over the years was Courtney was a place where I could, interestingly, it was more socially acceptable for me to be a guy and wear women's clothes and be feminine than it was just for me to be a guy and act feminine. Mm-hmm. And so Courtney sort of was a compartmentalization of all of that. But as I've gotten older and more comfortable with my identity, I'm like, ah. Oh, I can just be me, but yeah. then Courtney still remains because I love sequins and I love glamour and I love performing and being on stage. I always, and you reference this in the book in uh, UK, Big Brother, you you lost your skirt as uh, as Courtney <laughs> and everything was on mm-hmm. display. So how would have Shane handled that? Because would that be more mortifying than if oh for gosh. Courtney? Um, yes, so everything was on display, but as Amanda previously mentioned, there is uh, some tape involved uh, in the downstairs department. I have mummy's features and daddy's fixtures, but uh, (laughs) in that instance, I had been to the plumbing supply shop and gotten, uh, yeah, some tape to ensure that everything sort of looked maybe like vacuum-packed chicken breast that you might get from (laughs) supermarket. Unfortunately, the publisher, now I helped me with this. In the book, there is a photo of me losing my skirt, Mm. but the publisher has... um, pixelated yes. so it looks worse so you imagine that you're seeing everything yeah exactly but you weren't you were just seeing the vacuum packed chicken i think had my uh clothing fallen off as shane and my genitals were exposed to the world oh gosh i mean jonesy you know what it's like sometimes it can look better sometimes it doesn't yeah. look as good and you as you always kind of there's that 
that guy thing, isn't it? You always want it to look its best. So I think yep. if that would have happened, it probably wouldn't have looked its best. I, and I probably would have started an OnlyFans just to prove <laughs> and validate my I, own self. I did that uh, crazy real full Monty thing. And just before we went on stage, oh, yeah. and I all the other fellas there, except for Jet Kenny, all our areas <laughs> retracted into itself. And I said, what the, it's actually got, and, and like I think I'm, you know, average, but it, it actually, it, it turtled into itself. And I said, I said, well, why? But Jet Kenny seemed to be not worried. And I said, why <sighs> is the man that's that most- Jet Kenny. Yeah, ge- genetically blessed of all of us. Why is he fully, you know, there? And then we're all, you know- and what Do was you the think answer? he gets from the Grant other- or Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that comes out wrong. <laughs> that did come out wrong. <laughs> it's always great to talk to you. Caught in the Act is in all good bookstores it is, today. It's a fabulous read. It really is. It's, it, it's wonderful. And thank it's you so for your nice quote, Amanda. I really appreciate Let you taking the time to read it. Let me give you the quote again here. I said, chock full of hilarity, honesty and wisdom, this is a classic tale of a search for identity with masking tape, Spice Girls and RuPaul. Yeah. It's all that and more. <laughs> so and nice to talk to you, Shane. I would have said buy the nice book. To talk to you. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. See you, Shane. Have Bye. a good day. See ya. Jonesy and Amanda's Damnation.